We're back with another episode of Check the Tape. This weekend, the conference championships happen, and we're going to get into it, talk about you know both of the games, and maybe do a little Super Bowl preview. And I am joined by Brian Principe. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Great, great uh, day of football yesterday. We finally got two, ga- two games that were uh, worth watching from start to finish. Are you going to ask me how I'm doing? No, I don't care about you. You're, you're, uh, I know exactly how you're doing. All right. You don't have to, you know, I mean, <laughs> be so bad about it. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, listen, I know I, I have the feeling, I think of a lot of people around the country today that we're just, we're just tired. We're just tired of the Patriots being in it. It's, it's not that we don't appreciate what they've been able to yeah, do yeah, during yeah. this time. Yeah, it's just, yeah, we're yeah. tired. Dude, they, they are the evil empire. They oh are the, Yan- they, they have become the Yankees. They really have. Okay. Anyways. How does that make you feel? That the New England Patriots oh. are the New York Yankees. Well, they're not because they didn't just buy everyone when nobody but else they had are, money. though. They've smartly navigated the salary cap years and years. Okay, whatever. Anyways, we'll get into the Patriots later. I know nobody, eh, probably nobody wants to um, hear me talk about the Patriots right off the bat. So let's start off with the same Saints and Rams. But before we get into that, I just want to say, we are recording this through Skype. We're not in person. Somebody thought we were in person who listened to this podcast. Wow, and they were that, like, that's actually a compliment to us, I think. Yeah, and I, I was like, no, 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 no I, I can't see his face. No, all I see <laughs> all I see on my screen right now is a circle that says AA on it. Yeah. I don't so, see you at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to tell you that over the thing, so I, I don't know. There we go. Our, yeah. our, magic, our magic trick has been, uh, has been foiled. Yeah, so this is done over Skype. Through the phone, can't see him. Anyways, let's get into the game. The first... Oh, before we get into it, do you want to talk about Will Bond's tweet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing to get into. Yeah, you you sent me this. It was in the middle of the... uh, Which game was it? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was one of the games. And I think... I'm wanting to say it was the Saints game. Um, And he goes... He said something along the lines like that. Miking up players 99% of the time (laughs) yields no substance and is the worst thing in broadcasting. He hates it. Why? I, I why actually, is he thinking about this? Why is he thinking about this in the middle of a conference championship game? I actually liked it during the Super Bowls when you can like hear them talk, and Edelman was really great during the Falcons Super Bowl and the huddles and everything. And then I also watched the Eagles one when we lost, and you know the Philly Philly that became the famous thing from that one. So actually, I think I don't know. I like the miking up, but you got to show the whole thing, not just like the random sound bites they show like during the actual games because those those are never good i agree with him on that right it's th- those th- that that miking and this is this is silly that we're talking about this but th- that miking is more important for like the documentary style where you get right. the, the dvd at the end of the year not not mid-game all right so let's stop talking about sound bites and documentaries <laughs> uh and let's talk about the conference championships that happened yesterday we're doing this on monday morning so the first one was the Saints and the Rams. That's the one we're going to talk about first. So the yep. Rams win in overtime, 26-23. And they're headed to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 2001 season. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, in a year where kicking has been so inconsistent uh, and so unreliable, Greg Zerline, incredible game. Uh, I think he hit a, a massive 48-yarder. Um to, to tie the game, and then he hits the 57-yarder to win it. And that had some leg, and that thing was right down the middle. So in a year where kicking has been so inconsistent, 
that was pretty impressive. Um, and I know he had good conditions in a dome, but regardless, uh, great, great game by, by the Rams. They came out, um, out of the gate and struggled, but they, they held, they held them on defense. Those first two drives to field goals and then found their legs, um, when they found a way to deal with the crowd noise and this game as a, as a whole, New Orleans didn't play very well from start to finish. You can't, you can't tell me they played a good game, um, yesterday. So and they, Saints come out, start out 13-0, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, if they finish off those red zone drives, 21-0 possibly, I think that game's over. Game's over. Yeah, the game and should then, be over. And then, um, not Peyton, McVay goes for it, uh, goes for the fake punt, and that drive gives them the, it ends in a field goal, that drive. He goes for the fake punt on his own 20. 20 or 30, something like that. He's really far back. Yeah, He goes for the a- fake punt down 13-0 in the second quarter. Now, they get it, and they go down and have to settle for a field goal, but that drive got Goff in uh, a rhythm. And I think that's really important with him because he's not one of these great quarterbacks who can just, you know, no matter what, he can just do it. He needs to be in a rhythm. He needs to be able to get it going a little bit. And he got in that rhythm, and he was good the, after that for the rest of the game. And then they have another drive to end the half the Rams do. Goff throws that beautiful throw to Cooks mm-hmm. uh, around the sideline, and they able and then they're able to punch it in with Todd Gurley, who, by the way, it was awful that game. I don't know if he, he was is, hurt. He is so he's so hurt. I mean, it's clear. he's got to be so, hurt. He's so hurt. And, he and they are two, very... uh, He dropped two big uh, catches. One that st- uh, made that one drive a field goal, and then the other to start the game that resulted, resulted the, in the yeah, interception. The but yeah, anyways, he, he punches that in, and it's 10-17, and then we're headed to the second half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they're so, very fortunate. Back, back to Todd Gurley real quick, and, and he, clearly he's got a problem. Like, he, he cannot play uh, fully, and of course you're going to hear about it after the Super Bowl. But they're very, very fortunate that they have, uh, have C.J. Anderson because that team is so reliant on, like you said, getting into a rhythm and getting Goff comfortable – Anderson allows them to do that because not only is he able to run the ball effectively, he's almost a better run blocker than Todd Gurley or a pass blocker than yeah. Todd Gurley. So, so that, that's huge. That goes back to my theory, though, about the running backs. How it's you don't want to waste big money, first round picks. You just can get a guy True. like C.J. Anderson out of nowhere, you know? Well, he's going to get paid big time. <laughs> he's, he's, he's playing for a contract right now. Okay, so it's 10 17, and the. Rams get the ball to start the second half. They go three and out. And then the Saints, when they get it back, they go down and, and score. And they had this Taysom Hill play. They score with the Taysom Hill. Uh, Breeze threw it to him, and he ran in. But, the play um, before that. The play the before, play before that. Taysom Hill came in at quarterback. And he threw it to Kamara, and they didn't get it. And I'm just so sick of them with this Taysom Hill stuff. I've been saying this. All year, it's so gimmicky. It's so stupid. I've never like seen it happen once, and I was like, "Wow!" It's never. It's just like, oh, "Okay, that's kind of cool," but it's never like wowed me. I don't know what their whole point was with it, but keep Drew Brees on the field longer than Taysom Hill. How about you maximize possessions with Drew Brees on the field, especially in the red zone? Especially in the red zone. Especially in the playoffs. I mean, like I could understand if you were like using him a lot during the regular season to kind of experiment and just maybe do one play in the playoffs on a trick play or something, but I don't know. I, I hate the Taysom Hill thing. Even though Breeze threw him the touchdown, I hate it when they brought him in at quarterback. Anyways, Rams get the ball back, go down and score. Goff's in the rhythm at this point, you know? 
Yeah, they they figured out a they figured out a way to deal with the crowd noise. That that was their biggest. Oh yeah, we should mention the crowd noise. Biggest problem of of the entire game. I really don't think they had that big of a problem with the Saints much of much of yesterday. Their defense found a way to stop them when they needed to. They it was a bend don't break kind of game for the Rams uh, defensively. And then once they figured out how to deal with the crowd noise, the pass rush wasn't there for New Orleans. Uh, he was getting into a rhythm golf and Brandon cooks was open almost every play. He yeah. was beating, he was beating Marshawn Lattimore a lot of the time yesterday. So uh, it's 17 20. And then we'll just, we'll get to the final drives in a little bit where every, all the information is, but I just want to like touch on stuff that's been left out. Um, the saints before their final drive, they had two other drives. One was a six play drive that ended in a punt. Um, there was a pass interference on this drive. That wasn't called. I don't um, remember that. Obviously, it was the one to Gin. Was... It was to Gin. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So there was one there that wasn't called, and that that one's going to get overshadowed. But they end up having to punt on that drive, and the Rams get the ball back. They don't really do anything with it. Cameron Jordan has the big sack. Saints get the ball back, three and out. Breeze had this one bad third down throw, and you know we'll talk about Breeze later, but he wasn't really good in this game. He wasn't really good probably the the last five games they played. It, it really at, at once they, that Panther game is everything changed for the Saints where they where they were unable to score on the road and, and then it just seemed to linger the rest of the year. But back to this one. He, so yeah, he back to this not, one. He, he was he, not he was not good. He wasn't he had the bad throw and then the Rams get the ball back. They go down, you know, they're just gossiping all these guys for little throws. Um, Josh Reynolds has a big play. CJ Anderson is able to run, but then when they get to the red zone, there's the one play on second and da- uh, second and goal, second down. Sorry. Um, and Goff takes like his sweet time to decide if he wants to run it, and by the time he does, like it's too late, and he goes the wrong way. Um, that would have been a touchdown, and it would they would have put them up twenty four twenty. Yeah. And he doesn't, and then on third down. C.J. Anderson gets stopped, and McVeigh settles for a field goal uncharacteristically and to tie it at 2020. And that you and I, you, you texted me right at that moment, and you said, Gutless. Is, this, is this the time that they go for it? And I thought, yes. I, I thought, absolutely, this is the time to go for it. And you and I were, were upset about that. We, we thought that they should have went for it, but... The genius of Sean McVay, knowing when and when not to hold go on, for hold it. Hold on, hold on. I still think he should have gone for it. Because even if I, you don't get him, you back him up. And the more, the more I think about it, he he clearly trusted his defense in that situation. He clearly did, because he saw how they were playing. They they were they were playing. The, the, first of all, this team is completely different with Akib Talib on the field. The defensively, they they are, uh, and that that was the problem for them throughout most of the season was that he wasn't on the field. With that being said, yes, at the moment, that just didn't, that seemed very out of character for, for McVeigh. It seemed, like you said, gutless. I thought that, that he was playing scared at that moment in the game. But it worked out, and I do think he that was more of a we trust the defense to, to get this game to overtime. And then but we if you trust the, the defense, wouldn't you rather trust the defense when, it's, when they're backed up and you, when, you the, trust, when the Saints you trust, are backed up? 
but that point in the game, it was late in the game. They're not they're not tied or winning. Oh yeah, then you don't have a lead, I guess. Right. Yeah. They're not tied or winning. If, or, if they're yeah, tied, yeah, they're if they're not, if they're tied in that situation, and it was that doesn't make sense either. At that at that time in the game, with with the magnitude of it, thinking about it as as I thought more and more. And if you don't have the lead, the Saints can run the ball once they get out. Exactly. Of there. Game, the if they get out of that, over spot. game's basically over. Yeah. Yeah, they get out of their own end zone. Um. Okay, so then the Saints get the ball back. They're driving down. Breeze is hitting Kamara. The running backs were pretty bad running, but Kamara was really good in the passing game. Kamara had like 100, 100 yards receiving, yeah. Um, so they get the ball back in the – they get the ball to the Rams' red zone. And, you know, they had the um, – they had the good kick, the kickoff return, right? Yeah, they were up near the 40-yard line to start. Yeah, I think it was like the 30 or the 40. Kamara had a good uh, run back. Um, and then, you know, when they get it in the red zone and it's first and 10, Breeze, or, yeah, first and 10 in the two-minute warning, Breeze throws it to Michael Thomas instead of running when your goal is to waste the clock and then hit that last-second field goal. I don't know why they threw it to Michael Thomas. That was that was so dumb by Pate, right? That that play is the play to me that decided the game. Yeah, not not the not the upcoming pass interference. Uh, that well, that to ever... me, if the Rams would have lost, it would have been Goff not running in. Right, right. But the the play. I, this just, is, yeah, I know, I know, I know. This 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 game was lost by Sean Payton. Plain and simple to me, it was. Yeah. So that was awful. That was awful. And then they run it on second down. And then third down, we know what happens. It's the awful pass interference, no call. And, you know. And the Rams, the Rams had two timeouts at that point. They didn't have three timeouts. That first play, that running play, they had two timeouts. The one on second down, you mean? So they called their, they called their yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that you could have wasted both of their timeouts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then third down, they run the ball again. The game's over. Right. <laughs> the game and... is <laughs> Right. They should have. They should have really run the ball again on on third down. Have them waste their last timeout and then try to drive down the field with no timeouts. Yeah. So, oh, you're saying forget the fact that it was a no call pass interference. Why would you even throw it in the first place? On both, they should have ran the ball three times. No, I'm with you on Peyton. Yeah. He really screwed that up. And that and everyone's getting overshadowed. Everyone's overshadowing the pass interference no call, which it was a no call. It was pass interference, obviously. But <laughs> Peyton shot him in the foot there. Well, the other thing too on that play is if Roby Coleman looks the other direction, that's a pick six. Like the ball is going the other way for a touchdown. So the pass, the pass was bad to begin with, first of all. But the play call was was you you can't you cannot excuse those two play calls, especially the one on first down. So I know it was a high percentage throw, but it it didn't happen. It, you run the ball, that's a high percentage. It's a hundred percent chance the the clock's going to run. <laughs> The, I'm not the first person to make this point, but you know we got to be able to review these pass interference calls. Like we have challenges on everything else, why can't we challenge these? You know, I I disagree. I really oh, do. Oh, stop! That's I, so I, dumb. I do. I do because because challenging penalties becomes very the, the black. It's not black and white. It it's not. It really isn't. And that's it, it was there. It, a, it was there's there. A, there's a human element to the game. And I'm sorry, but there were missed calls on both sides all game. And the point is, the bottom line is, yes, they would have gotten bailed out on that play if it was called correctly. 
and Peyton would have gotten bailed out, and that would have been the story that you and I are talking about right now. No, the point is to have the correct calls, and that would help it. The point is the the play calling was atrocious. No, but that's not the point. That's not the point of refereeing. The referees are supposed to get the right call if you have the ability to review it. But how many, how long, how, how much this season have we been talking about? How many times have we said that, that this is a part of the game? Unfortunately, yeah, but why not eliminate that part? Why? Because, because when you start challenging penalties, that what's going to happen when they challenge a penalty and they, and they don't overturn it. And then, not it's only are you the same thing that happens when they don't overturn, uh, I don't know, fumbles or interceptions or whatever. Or so then, what's, so then, so then where do we stop then? Where do we stop? Do we say that we can then challenge holding calls? Do we say we can challenge what what what, what penalties would be would be able to be challenged and what? Pass interference for sure. Let's start with that. What about holding? Holding is offensive is, or defensive holding. Holding, regardless, is one of the more controversial calls. On a game-to-game basis. Maybe be able to challenge. I mean, I'm just in what favor about, of getting the right calls and what, not having these games decided by What officials. about roughing the passer? Would that be able to be challengeable? I, this this is the problem. It, it opens up a huge can of worms when you say, okay, we're going to allow challenges. Yeah, but it also, because there's so much stuff you could challenge and not challenge, it also makes challenges more valuable. And you'll see how these coaches decide to wait to use them. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. Let's just finish off this game. Yeah, so I mean, uh, clearly so that was obvious. It was an obvious no call, uh, and yeah, then they have to settle for the field goal. It was a penalty. I mean, I'm not arguing that it was okay. It was but Peyton, clearly. Peyton should have been running it. Uh, he should have had the Saints running it, and then the Saints settle for the field goal. Rams get the ball. They drive down. You know, Goff's hitting Cooks, Robert Woods. They get into field goal range and. Zerline hits it and ties it up, and we're headed to overtime where the Saints... I want to tell you the three plays the Saints ran in overtime, okay? The first play was a pass interference. Yeah, that was that was kind of questionable, too. I, oh, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. That wasn't the first play. Was, the first play he threw an incomplete pass to yeah, Michael Thomas. The pass um, interference was up the seam, yeah. Yeah. And then, so it was the incomplete pass to Michael Thomas, that pass interference... Ingram, who decided to, like, go, what, was it 50 yards backwards, it seemed? Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, I think because of that, Breeze was trying to make a much bigger play since it was second and 16. Yeah, the and that's what, that point. that's what led to the interception. Rams get the ball back. They're able – they don't get that much. They only get 15 yards once they get it back. But that's enough for Zerline at a 57-yarder to win the game. Yeah, and and I will say you were you were high on Jared Goff and he played a great game. He, I wasn't high on Jared Goff. The the the, the yes, you were. No, I wrote it, in the column. You don't read the columns. No, from you read from this past game. You just yeah. told me that you told me that he played a good game and he did. He oh did. No, no, I meant before the game. Oh no, before the game, before the game, he had been iffy, but coming in, into this game, yeah, he was good against New Orleans. He was good. However, that last drive going into the last two drives, really, in regulation, the one where he kind of hesitated running towards the goal line, and then the other one where they got inside New Orleans territory, he he kind of he buckled up a little bit. And I, and I say that. He did, he that, did. Thinking that he was, he, I think he got caught up in the moment of, I could win this right now. I, I, could, I could send us to the Super Bowl, and that is going to be interesting to watch in two weeks well, we got he nervous get... i feel like and threw that one third yes. down play for yes yeah away yes and and he had robert woods 
on two plays where he was he was gone. Woods was absolutely gone, and he missed him both times. I think that's going to be a big story in this game in two weeks. Does do the young kids for the Rams get caught up in the moment against Tom Brady? Because that's that's it. It's the it's the youth versus the experience. That's the storyline. We'll get to the Super Bowl later, but you know, overall for the Rams, my thoughts were their defense really stepped it up in the second half. I thought Breeze really I don't want to say he killed the Saints, but you know, we mentioned he could have scored touchdowns on those first two drives and they could have been up 14-0 and then the other touchdown later. So he kind of killed them there with the um with the uh you know not being able to get in the end zone. Then it was the one bad third down throw he had in the second half. You know, and we talk about how it was a bad play call by Sean Payton, but the throw to Michael Thomas wasn't good either on that first down in the end zone, in the red zone. Um, I was just unimpressed by Breeze. The Saints weren't really running it well. Michael Thomas only had like 30-something yards. Not a good game. They did a good job against him, the, the, the Rams. They, they made sure that he was getting double covered almost every play. And, and you have to do that. This is what we talked about, this is what we talked about last week, right? That, that yeah. Michael Thomas is their only weapon on the outside. And they did exactly they had Peters and they had and they made so, sure they had safety help. Any any final thoughts on Saints Rams? I think this that like I said, this this game, this game was a microcosm of how the Saints have played since that Panther game. They hadn't been the same team. They weren't able to score at will. No, they and weren't. We, they, we saw it last week where they got down quick and they found a way to, to claw back into that game. They never looked unbeatable in that game. They never looked like the same team that we saw when they were rattling rattling off the long winning streak, and and they were not they weren't good yesterday. They just weren't good. They that game they could have should, finished. They couldn't finish if they could have finished those red zone drives. They would have won. I think it should have been a blowout. Yeah, they 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 had that game had the makings of a blowout in the first quarter, and they and it wasn't because they weren't able to score. And and you could point to that. You could point to the bad play calling. These people, you, you can't. I don't want to hear that that they lost because of the refs. They they didn't. They didn't lose because of the refs. The game shouldn't have been close at that point. That's they lost because they weren't good and because their coach had horrible play calling when it right. mattered most. So let's get to the Pats, uh, Chiefs. You want to start because this is this yeah, is yeah. I'll start. Wheelhouse. I'll start. I'll start. Um, so the Patriots kind of dominated the first quarter. They got 7-0 to start the first quarter and then the start of the second quarter they're on the one try and get it in twice with the run done and then Brady throws that stupid interception yeah that was bad uh, that was bad and they thought they had Gronk there the Chiefs kind of fished that one out Chiefs get the ball back um they don't score though and you know the Patriots just dominated that first quarter I don't want to just recap the whole thing but they dominated that first quarter they were up 14-0 there was that one play when the Chiefs, uh, Pat Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill. Then the next drive, he missed the guy for the touchdown. And then he takes a big sack, gets them out of field goal range. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes also fumbled to end the um, uh, the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, that almost was disastrous. Right? And if the Patriots recovered that, I mean, maybe they go for kick a touchdown, goal. kick a field goal, yeah. tack on to the score. Um, so the Patriots started up 14-0, and it didn't feel in the moment for me. Didn't feel like that was as big as a lead for how well we played. And, you know, that was mainly because of the Brady interception. There was also when they ran the offense off the field and the punting unit came in. Romo mentioned there were 12 guys on the Chiefs side, but mm-hmm. the Patriots took the delay a game penalty. Yep. 
Anyway, so the Patriots kind of dominated that first half, but they were only up 14-0. Chiefs come out that second half right away, and Mahomes just picked, marches. He picked them apart. He picked them apart. Yeah, he – well, the the first drive on the second half I was talking about, um, you know, they scored the touchdown there to make it 7-14, and then New England doesn't do anything. The Chiefs get the ball back, and I believe they scored – no, they didn't score another touchdown right away, but – they get the ball back. When they got the ball back, I'm like, oh, crap. Are they just going to make this 14-14 right away? Um, that And that first drive, Mahomes had that bomb to Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins to start the second half. But, you know, New England goes down, settles for a field goal a little later. Chiefs come back, go. Uh, they get the ball back. They score a touchdown. Damian Williams out of the backfield on those passes was really good. The Patriots' biggest problem has always been the – well, not their biggest problem, but one of their big problems has always been the running back coming out of the backfield. They've never been able to really cover that guy. Um, that's why Alvin Kamara, I mean, not Alvin Kamara. Um, well, Alvin Kamara would have been a problem if we would have faced New Orleans in the Super Bowl. But, you know, Kareem Hunt, the last two times the Patriots mm-hmm. and Chiefs played, he destroyed the Patriots. Yeah. So they make it 14 17. Patriots get the, and this is where the game starts getting real interesting. Patriots get the ball back. They're driving down the field. Um, Brady throws this nice throw to James Devlin, the fullback. It's fourth and inches, and they have Burkhead run into like 15,000 people at the line instead of having Brady do a QB sneak, maybe spreading it out, maybe just running to the left, running to the right. I mean, it was it was a bad play. Oh, my God. And the Chiefs get the ball there, at, and it's 17-14. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the Chiefs go three and out punt it and that's the edelman punt did it touch him did it not i say it didn't touch him i don't know you can i i don't i don't i mean you no one truly knows and it really didn't end up mattering it didn't matter but my thing is the whole lingo of reviewing the call is clear evidence you can't convince me and i'm not just saying this because it's the patriots but you cannot convince me that that was clear that I was convinced. I, I really was. Of course you were. Of course no, you were. No, but I really was. I didn't see an angle where it touched him. If you just showed me an angle where it touched him, I would have been like, okay. But, but you you can't you can't definitively say, yes, it didn't touch him. I can. I didn't think it touched him at all. Like, I, I, that was clear. I really did think that was clear. Regardless, it didn't matter. It, it Regardless, it didn't matter because Brady throws an interception. Off Edelman. Edelman. Touches, off yeah, Edelman. off Edelman. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So... And, and then people were like, ball don't lie. I'm like, well, yeah, did, you watch the, did you watch the Saints-Rams game? I mean, yeah, I know. That was um, so hold on. Before before I get into that part, the guy, Swarenson, he was the one who stopped Burkhead on the fourth down, and he was the one who got the pick. But the play that was – this is funny. I don't know if you noticed this. The play that Edelman apparently muffed the punt when he ended up not doing it, the guy who like picked it up and ran in the end zone, and even if he did and ran in the it end zone, mattered, yeah. even if he did, it wouldn't have mattered. But do you know what his name was? No, Gehrig Dieter. And at the time, I or something like that. And at the time, I thought Jim Nance said Derek Jeter. <laughs> I was like, is Derek Jeter played for the Chiefs? Is there a guy? Oh my god, that, that would have been your nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they get the ball back. The Chiefs do. They score. There was like a incomplete pass on Sammy Watkins. And this is when the officials really got in. I mean, it's clearly incomplete. Um, I don't know why people were complaining about that one. And then the Chiefs score on the next play. Damian Williams out of the backfield again. Patriots having a tough time with that one. 
Um, but this time Williams gets in for the touchdown. And so then the next drive, the Patriots, you know, they go down and score the touchdown. Hogan has that one incredible catch, right? Real quick on that Hogan catch. First of all, it was unbelievable. Secondly, bad challenge by Andy Reid. Well, I think he didn't have enough time and he was just, this is, this is my estimation of what happened. The, The crowd went crazy. You, and that was very clear that they went crazy and he threw the flag immediately. And I know it's a difficult spot, but timeouts in that game are so vital. And I know it didn't end up making a difference because the game went to overtime. Right. But I think in that spot, you have to, as a head coach, try to piece together. And, and a lot of coaches don't do this. Timeouts are more important than 10 yards in this spot. And I know it was third down and it was a big play. Especially when you have a quarterback like Mahomes. Right. You need you need in a game where it was going back and forth, you want to have three timeouts. Well, and the it officials almost... ended up giving them four timeouts, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyways, yeah, Hogan has that insane catch, one handed, brings it in. But before that, I know you will, will want to talk about this. Do you want to call about do you want to talk about the phantom roughing the passer call on Tom Oh Brady? yeah. Yeah. You know, this is this is why I bring up your 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 idea of of challenging plays because that if you're going to challenge pass interference, you should be able to challenge roughing the passer at this point, because I understand why the Chiefs, he, would have, the Chiefs would have not had a roughing the passer call. It wouldn't have been right. It, it wouldn't have been roughing the passer. And I understand why the he made the call because Gene Steratore actually brought up a good point. He's with the, where he's that the CBS crew, by the way, we'll talk about this at the end. They were, on fire. No, I know. Yeah, I want to get into this at the end. Especially, I want to get through. Romo. Let's get through this game. But I understand why uh, Bleakman makes the call from where he's at because he's blocked by the yeah. entire play. That maybe that's just a systematic error for referees that they should have somebody in front of the play making that call. Because how can he possibly see from the back if he's if somebody's actually hitting his helmet? He probably sees Brady's helmet move. And that's why he's making the call, but clearly not roughing the passer. Clearly. Right. So Hogan has the big catch, not roughing the passer. Patriots are just going down. Burkhead, Gronk, Brady's just getting it to everybody. And then it's fourth and inches again. And this time, instead of running it up the gut to 10,000 people, uh, Michelle runs to the right and he gets more. He gets in the end zone and the Patriots go up. 24-21 at this point. Kansas City gets the ball back. And this this drive was absurd for me. I'm just going to go through it real quickly, and then we'll just move on to the next drive real quick because uh, I don't want to just recap the whole time. But, you know, there was a fumble. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a fumble, and Dante Hightower picks it up. And that could have been game right there. But then they called a defensive holding call on J.C. Jackson, who had another pass interference earlier in the game on, I believe it was Travis Kelsey in the end zone. And that would have ended the game right there if the Patriots, I mean, a prop maybe would have ended the game. Who, who, who knows? But and, and was it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a fumble on Kelsey. He just flat out dropped it. Regardless, it, it wasn't a fumble. But the holding changed all of that. Anyways, they get that. Then there's another pass interference on J.C. Jackson and a roughing the passer on Mahomes. Yeah. They declined the roughing the passer. There's a play uh, where Sammy Watkins gets a big uh, big catch. Yeah, or not a big route, catch, but it was a the big wheel route. was killing the Patriots, like you said. That little yeah. up, up and under was killing. Sammy Watkins gets the big 38-yard reception, and 
another play where they uh, the officials screwed up. They didn't call the pick play on this one. Um, so that was annoying. So it was like three, two big penalties and one no call. That kind of call, yeah. Screwed the Patriots on that drive. But anyways, they get the ball back. Brady. And then when they get the ball back, Cordero Patterson is a really good run back. Oh, the other, there was also another play on that drive where Jonathan Jones literally had the ball to pick off and could have. You know, the Patriots didn't get any turnovers that game. The Chiefs had the two interceptions on Brady and the stop on fourth down. It would have been nice if the Patriots could have got a turnover. I was saying at the time, obviously, yeah. the battering in the end. Um, yeah. But Patterson yeah, has that- the good run back. Patterson has the good run back. Patriots go down. Gronk has the big third down score. I know everyone's mad that about the offsides play that Brady threw the interception on, but the guy was clearly offsides if you look yeah. at it. Yeah, that's bad, bad by D four. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, so Brady hits Gronk on a big third down, gets to the four, and I think Burkhead is the one who punches it in. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Burkhead scored twice. And then the Chiefs, so their final drive uh of regulation. You know, Mahomes has this one really good throw. And he had another throw earlier when Gilmore, I believe. No, not Gilmore. Dante Hightower was coming at him. And he just, like, side. And the he sidearm just, throw was insane. Yeah. Uh, while, getting hit, while getting hit. And he, and he hit. I don't know who it was. But that, that pass was unbelievable. So, Mahomes has the big throw um, to put them in field goal range for 27 yards. Plus and, offsides. Plus yeah, the offsides, offsides stops the clock. So, the Chiefs yeah. got a fourth time out there. It was yeah. bullshit. Anyways, they kick the field goal, it's tied, and then the Patriots win the coin toss, don't give the ball back. Pa- Brady's hitting Edelman on like every third down. Gronk has oh, another big third down. When were the Chiefs going to learn on third down? That, they, they, that, that was my problem all game, that they didn't bring pressure. Never once did they – on third down, they were rushing three. The Patriots' and, offensive line has been really good the last – Yeah, two. but rushing three, you're going to have a chance. Brady's going to have enough time to hit Edelman over the middle every time. Every time. He – yeah, he was finding Edelman on every third down, on two third downs, it seemed. He hit Gronk on a big one. There was a play to Hogan, though, that uh, they actually ruled that one was an incomplete pass. It was. It hit the ground. Yeah, well, on that, on the overtime drive. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one, it was a pass to the left towards the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was just classic Brady in that overtime. And I think if the Chiefs had won the coin toss, they probably would have came down and scored. That game came down to who won the coin toss. N- neither team was – they were both gassed on defense. Mahomes was cooking. Brady you know, was – Romo cooking. mentioned maybe the Chiefs should have taken a timeout when they were yeah, in the And court. that was the he, – they should have. They, he was absolutely right. They were gassed. And, because and, in overtime, time doesn't really matter. So what are you saving all these timeouts for? You know what I mean? Right. And, and timeouts on defense are almost more important than timeouts on offense in overtime because you want to go fast in overtime as an offense. You you want to you just – just wear down the defense right. and that was the perfect opportunity i will say andy Reid coached a excellent game in the second he half. didn't get in his own way he didn't get in his own way he coached an excellent uh, out coached belichick in many situations oh in the let's second not half. let's not go that far he did, did he you did, like the really uh did. the flea flicker that the patriots ran towards i the didn't there i didn't i didn't like that call like- I really, no i did very interesting though james white held onto that ball for longer than i've ever seen a flea flicker held on to that was you know, he was really good in the first half white you yeah. didn't really hear much of him in the second half it well, was more the other thing too it was it, more burkhead in the second michelle half. did michelle get hurt in that game because he didn't he didn't play basically the entire fourth quarter at all you're talking about he got the, no he got the touchdown in um the uh the final drive or not the final drive the se- the third, the second final over, the second final regulation drive. Jeez, there were so many drives. 
Remember, I, Michelle got, remember it was fourth and inches and he ran in? Oh, uh, that was, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Instead of getting the inches, yes. he got the touchdown. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. It just it was, a lot, it was a lot of Rex Burkhead and it looked strange. It worked. Yeah, it did. It worked. It did. Um, so any, t- any big takeaways from this one besides the Andy Reid coaching a good game? My thought was like, you know, I don't want to be the guy who talks about the refs because when you think about it, like outside of that roughing the passer call, there wasn't anything I really feel like they got overly wrong. You know what I mean? The the pick play would be if, if the Patriots were to have lost. The refs have been awful on pick plays all year. If if the Patriots were to have lost, the pick play would have been would have been the 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 play that everyone would have looked at. Refs have no idea how to officiate uh, <laughs> pick plays. Yeah. Um, a couple points that I just want to mention on some of the other game or just big picture points. The two best wide receivers in left in the playoffs both had pretty. Pedestrian games. Michael Hill Thompson, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it was shut down. Tyreek Hill had the one big play in the first half, and then the Chiefs didn't even end up scoring on that drive. That was the only catch of the game. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Romo. How he got literally oh, every man. play call right down the end. He's like, oh, I go to Gronk here, Jim. Oh, there's got to be a run to the right. Yeah. No. The Chip. best. My favorite was when he was like, Chip here, Chip here, and then Gronk will be open up the seam, and it's like, and Edelman will be open up the seam, and it, three times. Exactly. You know, somebody I know. Uh, Patriots fan was saying, I don't need this guy who can't even hold on to, to snaps to tell me to tell me what Tom Brady should be doing. Wow. I, no, the, one I, of Romo's the, really, the best. Romo's one, the best. Really. The, the, the one that was that was I was like, oh, my God, in awe was when the Patriots scored on the fourth down uh, in inches when he was like, oh, kill kill means they're going to motion out, run to the right yeah, the yeah. wide side. <laughs> I mean, if you compare him to what Aikman was calling in the earlier one, oh my god! Compare him to anyone, anyone that is a color commentator. It's, uh, it's he's in a league of his own, man. That was, that was, that was as impressive as a broadcasting performance I've ever seen in my life. He, I mean, and he had the best performance of the game. It seems. Like. Yeah, MVP, <laughs> AFC Championship um, MVP. How about uh, did you see the picture of Drake? I did. Yeah, you, with, you sent uh, me with that. the four teams. Yeah, and. Yeah. All four and both games went to overtime. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. this man is ruining. <laughs> um, we got uh, we got Boston, LA in the Super Bowl. Well, I saw a video. It was funny. I was I was like flipping through through uh, Twitter like during halftime of the of the Chiefs Pats game, and I saw a video, and it was it was like some sports bar in uh, LA, and they were showing like the reaction. Oh, I did to, see this to like the fifty-seven yard field goal, and it was the most apathetic reaction to a massive nearly 60 yard field goal to send you to a super bowl one I've guy asked is one guy asked is that game yeah <laughs> oh my but boston la you know we had it in the world series a couple months ago um i mean it doesn't really feel like boston la because it's the rams have been, been there for like two years even though they've been there or three years even though they've been there in the past um but should, is this you mentioned the rams fans like you know, and their lack of, I guess, passion, or they don't really care about their team. Um, Is this going to be the least demanded Super Bowl ticket ever because of these Rams fans being non-existent or not many? And the Patriots is their fourth in five years, third straight. How many Patriots fans are going to be going? And it's it's far from Boston. 
Yeah, so there's going to be some fatigue, I feel like, with the fans. Like, ah, we already, I went last year. I can't really go this year. I w- or I went to the Atlanta one. Or I went to the Seattle one. You know, I, I, I think this is going to be maybe the least demand Super Bowl ticket ever. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. There were much more Eagles fans at that game than Patriots. Yeah. Well, yeah, for good reason, too. I mean, they hadn't. <laughs> right, but, starving for a but Super the thing Bowl. is, if this was the Saints, especially because it's in the South— Saints Chiefs, like, Saints Chiefs would have been a hot ticket. It yeah. really would have been. But uh, I don't think this ticket's going to be that hot. I mean, obviously, it's the Super Bowl. It's going to be expensive, but I don't know. So what? Did I, my, we talked about last week how we were talking how the, the first-round buy was so important because all of the top seeds yeah. advanced. How about the two road teams uh, winning? Which is uh, crazy because yeah. the I, I've mentioned on columns I wrote uh, – maybe or not this last one, but I think the column before how the number one seed matters so much, how the last five years, every number one seed made the Super Bowl except for Atlanta, but Atlanta never had to play a road playoff game the year they made the Super Bowl because Green Bay upset Dallas, who was the, and Dallas was the number one seed that year. So the number one seeds have been really important the last five years. And that kind of went out the window with, uh, both the two seeds, the road teams winning. Um, I think people are really mad that the Patriots won because everyone would have loved to see Chiefs Rams. Yeah, that was, and that was. You like can I, see, I you can admit it. You wanted it. to see Chiefs Rams. I did. I did, uh, and not even because I didn't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I I know that that, that this game should be it should be a pretty good game um, coming up in two weeks. But well, when the I, Patriots play in the Super Bowl, it's always a good game. Chiefs Rams would have been. Everything that people want in the NFL right now. You have two young teams. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that everyone loves. I mean, and for good reason. He is he is incredible. The, what he was doing in that game, um, under a lot of pressure too. And the Patriots, they they had the right game plan throughout most of that game, and they and Mahomes finally figured it out in the second half. Yeah. But that would have been that would have been the matchup that. That, like I said, I think Saints, Saints Chiefs would have been the the most um, coveted ticket. That would have probably have been the hottest ticket of the of them all. But but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people around the country and the world probably were hoping to see Rams uh, Chiefs, and it just didn't work out that way. And and you got to give credit to the Patriots; not an easy place to play. And they found a way to win. So let's talk about uh storylines that are going to come out of this Super Bowl with the Patriots and Rams. I mentioned the Boston LA thing briefly, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back to the Celtics Lakers. We had Red Sox Dodgers a couple months ago. Um, mm-hmm. Belichick McVay of is going to be talked about yep. ad nauseum. Ad nauseum is a term. I, I, it I, is. Always get, I always get my terms and uh, it is. old sayings messed up here on this podcast. Um, but they're going to talk about Belichick and McVay forever. How you said how they're the, going to, they're going to talk about uh, Brady being how many years older than McVay? I think eight or nine years older than McVay, something like that. Yeah, I think McVay's 33. Um, you can 30, start 34. talking about how you know the Patriots kicked off this dynasty or this run by beating the Rams in the Super Bowl during the 2001 season. Yep. Remember Brady led them down that final drive and Vinatieri kicked the field goal. And John Madden said famously said something along the lines like, oh, I would just settle for overtime here. I don't know why they're going down. Because Brady was unproven at the time, you know? Yeah, young quarterback. He was the young quarterback against Kurt Warner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it's, 
This could be either a culmination of no. Don't say it's don't say it's the same because Brady was a sixth round draft pick. Goff was the first overall. It's not no, the but same. in a way, it could be a culmination of of the entire dynasty, right? Where they they bring it full circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The win, or it could be a culmination of the dynasty in a reversal, where now the the new younger team is coming. Well, in that's what I felt like last year was because you know. They this that was their chance to win their third Super Bowl in four years last year to the Eagles. And when they the first time around, when they won three Super Bowls in four years, they beat the Eagles to win the third one. So that's what I thought the full circle was going to happen. But um, this would know. be the full circle. This this one would be the absolute full circle. Yeah. I mean, I do you think is this the worst Super Bowl matchup we could have had, though? Like if the Patriots were going to make it. Wouldn't you have rather had the Saints be on the other side so at least we could have had Brady Breeze for two weeks, everyone talking about that? Uh, the way the Saints were playing, I don't think that game would have been good. I'm just, talking about, the... I'm just talking about from a storyline perspective. Maybe a storyline perspective, it's a better storyline, but I, I think this is a better game. I really do. I think yeah. that, the, the, that the Rams, when, they have, when they're healthy on defense and, and they have their big guys playing, they are a lot better. Of a I'm team terrified than the of, Saints are. Uh, of Sue and Donald. Donald, Donald, was, Donald was, I don't think Donald had a sack in that game, but he was all over the field. Yeah. And you, just, you watch him every game and you see something that he does something different. And you have to, I don't know how anyone could possibly say that he's not the best player in football right now. He is, he has an impact on every single play. It's not just, it's not just every so often he has a sack, right? Every play he is, he's impacting the game. And that that is just incredible. He he's he might be the best player of our generation defensively. He has to. So be. a couple um couple expatriates players are gonna be playing against us. Akeem Talib, yeah, Brandon Cooks, who was on the team last year, who was out of the Super Bowl like I don't know, was it the first second quarter? He took he got a concussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Akeem Talib, who was on the Patriots 2012, 2013. I think it was earlier than that too. I feel like. Um, he was on the AFC championship game against Baltimore the year they won. He got hurt and that's when Flacco really started going to Anquan Bolden and they beat us there. Uh, and then Tlaib went to the Broncos and we had the battles there with, uh, Denver and Peyton Manning. So a couple old Patriots coming back. Sue, you know, he used to be in the division. Nobody likes Nadamik and Sue, right? You know, he's, he's had a very good Kind of a quiet year, and I think well, not, he hasn't been good. <laughs> the thing is, I think him not being the main guy yeah. is is good for him. He's well, not he's the still, main guy, but, but even then, he still hasn't been that good. And you know, I just don't want him to do his. He's a dirty player. I, I really hope he doesn't you do anything like that to the Patriots. Step on Brady's thighs like he did to Aaron Rodgers, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know any any. Any other early thoughts you have for the Super Bowl? I, I like I do like this matchup from a game perspective. I do. I, I I wouldn't have I like that there is a sense there's a new there's a new team involved, right? That's that's what I like. I like that there's a new team involved. I hated it last year because I didn't want Philadelphia to win, but I right, like right. I like that that the Rams So did you like play. um did you like Patriots Falcons two years ago? I did, yeah. And there was a lot that there was a lot that, that game offered because the Falcons were such a hot team that year. They had the best offensive football. They they were a team that had had hadn't had a Super Bowl. So they they were they were starving for a Super Bowl. 
there was a lot that that game offered. And I think that this game offers a lot as well because the Rams haven't had a Super Bowl in 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 over, what, 15 years? I think, 20 no, years? Tw- I think 20? 20 maybe? years. I think they won in so, 99, 98, yeah. something like that. Yeah, when they when they beat uh when they beat Tennessee um with Kurt Warner. So that this this game offers And something. that was in St. Louis too, so. Yes, no. No LA hasn't When was the last time LA has had a championship? It's uh, got to be the uh the Lakers, right? No, the Kings. The Kings, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hockey. Nobody I, you can't tell you're me. You're the you're the hockey guy. You I am. I I am, but <laughs> hockey in LA? Come on. And actually, it was against the Rangers, so that makes me feel even better. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. And, and that's no why I, I tried to block that out of my memory. Actually. That's that. Yeah, that's why he could remember. But even then, they won it. They won in 2012 too, so you should remember that one. I, I meant in black that. Yeah, they beat the Devils. That your, your Devils. Your Devils. Your Devils. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're gonna do a hockey podcast in in three weeks now, right? Uh, you know, I like this Bruins team. You know, they uh. <laughs> No, they don't really have that much talent, but they're they. I feel like they kind of overachieve for the talent they have. Anyways, I can't believe you got me talking about <laughs> hockey on this. Um, two weeks before the Super Bowl, and the Patriots are in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question. So it's been a while now since the Pats have not been in the Super Bowl. Almost, I think every year I've known you, the Pats have been in it, except for one year, right? No, two, two. The two. first, the first time I, the first year oh, I knew Panthers, you was. Uh, pa- Panthers, um, Broncos, and Broncos. then the Seahawks, Broncos. We've known each other since 2013. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So two, two Super Bowls, I haven't known you. So I really, I really don't, I mean, I do, but I really don't know what it's, what you are like when you're watching a Super Bowl. Without well, no one really knows. Oh, without right. the Patriots. Without, without the, the Patriots. Patri- without the Patriots, I watch the Super Bowl with people. That's, that's right. the difference. right. Right, so so that's the thing. What were you, what would your Super Bowl? I know what your Super Bowl plans are now with the Patriots being in. What would they have been if they were not in the Super Bowl? Um, I feel like you'd be a lot more fun of a person to like talk. Like I, I'm not gonna be able to talk with you during the Super Bowl, obviously. Like now at this point, yeah. But you would you would be a lot more fun of a person because uh, you have all the you know fun things that go on during the Super Bowl, the commercials. You are you're basically you're you're in a bunker. During all this time in two well, weeks, no one will be able to. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. I'll tell you that. No part of that Chiefs game was fun. Oh, look, people are mad. I'm complaining about uh, winning the AFC title. I, I, I did it. I, I, I thought I was doing a good job uh, not being insufferable and all went out the uh, window right there. Yeah. But no, I, I, went, I think I went to a Super Bowl party for, uh, what, what was it, Panthers, Broncos a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, didn't enjoy it because Manning freaking won another title. But <laughs> the opening line is what? Minus one? I think it was one and a half. The Patriots are right now. The Patriots are one and a half favorite now. I think so. Or it o- I-, I know it opened at, at minus one. Rams. Rams were favorite. Yes. Yeah. And I think everybody was taking the Patriots and then it kind of flipped. Yeah. I, like I said, I thought that the only team that they could be favored against was the Rams. Well, yeah. I they would have so. been favored against the Saints. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for it. I'm, you know, I, I I don't take these things for granted. You know, it's our fourth one in five years, uh, ninth overall with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, third in a row. Um, you know, I mean, you never know when this is gonna end. He's a 41 year old quarterback. It's truly outstanding. And you know, on the other side, the Rams. I mean, with their head coach, and he's 33 years old. I think he turns 33 this week, actually. Um, being able to get in, that's insane. And you know. 
all these teams are trying to copy the Rams and bring in the new Sean McVay, and rightfully so. I mean, look at how look at what he's done for this team, and whether or not that works out, that remains to be seen. But at least you should try, I guess. So it's going to be a good one. I'm excited, obviously, because my team's in it. But I think I'd be excited even if it, they weren't. So do you think you think the Rams? They you think the Rams most even if they weren't well, and even if they weren't my team, I'd still think I'd be excited. Right, for them, but right, right. They right. are my team. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that the Rams will their game this week? But I think honestly, both teams could what say you this. You think that the Rams playing the Saints in the Superdome is a more difficult game than the Rams playing the Patriots on a neutral site? Maybe, but you could say the same thing about that's the what I was gonna say. Era. Yeah. Um, I can say, you could say the exact same thing. I feel like thing. the Arrowhead crowd wasn't that good, but uh, compared to the Saints crowd. But I don't know. We're approaching an hour here. And uh, any final thoughts before we sign off on the games or the Super Bowl or Tony Romo? I was going to say, I, I one question for you, and we could finish on this. Do you yeah. think Tony Romo ever has a coaching job in his Oh, that's interesting. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I think I texted somebody that I'm like, dude, why doesn't this guy just coach? And if Jerry Jones is ever going to fire Jason Garrett, wouldn't it be to bring in Romo? Uh, yeah, right. But football, I don't feel is like the sport you can just start out as a head coach. You have to like work as a coordinator and up and maybe he doesn't want to do that. like basketball. You know, Steve Kerr was an analyst and he was a front office guy. And then he became head coach. You didn't have to work up the ranks of assistant, you know, right. football. I feel like you have to do that. I mean, why would he? He's got a great job, too. And yeah, why would he? Why would he want to become an assistant coach, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't think they would just give a head coaching job right away to somebody. That's not how football really works. But all right. Thanks for coming on. I don't know if we'll be back next week. That's TBD. Um, no, I we think might... next week our, is our week off. We have our Pro Bowl week. Yeah. You can preview the Pro Bowl by yourself on Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back after the Super Bowl. So uh, one more to go. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening. We will be back.